Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss all things modern orthodoxy from dating to the Upper West Side and everything in between. I'm your host, Evan Harris, and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today, we're sitting down with friends of the program, Audrey and Ari Kaj. How are you guys? We're great. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be here. Of course. So this is the first time we've actually ever done uh, three at a time, and so definitely going to be an interesting challenge to know when you guys are supposed to talk. And so good luck with that. <clears throat> and I just want to ask you guys, how's married life? Married life's great. So I actually never <laughs> ask people how married life is because I feel like it's probably the most annoying question in the world. And just want to hear annoying, your thoughts on that. Definitely not annoying, but frequently asked, I would say. Yeah, I would say it's pretty generic question, so it's actually easy to answer, but not a good conversation starter. What do you yeah. think would be a more appropriate question to ask? People also ask, like, like is life different? I think, like, if you're asking anyone a question and you want a real answer, a yes or no answer is probably not the best one. So anything where you could, like, elicit a response that's not one word, like, maybe, like, I don't know. What are the biggest changes in your life? And you can't just say yes or no. That or, feels a little deep though. So I don't really know what a better question would be. I think it's just more like, how's it going? Like instead of how's married life, like that doesn't have to change. Right. You would yes. rather people just treat you like they treated you before. I mean, I think they do. It's just like, they feel obligated to say, how's married life instead of how are you? How about, so yeah. So I'm going to ask the question that Ari just posed. What are the biggest differences between now and before you were married? It's a great question. We get asked it all the time. I would say the first thing, before we say the biggest differences, we generally just get asked, like, is it different? And I always say, no, it's not so different. And then Ari says. Yeah, like it is kind of different. You can't just sort of go off on your own and like handle your own business. And like, I think that's, it's a nice thing. Like, it, I don't mean that in a negative way where it's like, I don't have any, or like, you know, there's no freedom. It's just like, there's like always, you're making decisions, like, like two people are making decisions for two people. It's not like, oh, I'll keep you in mind, but I'll do what I want anyway. And it's like, you know, also like very nice. Like at the end of the day, like whether you're at work or you're like out at a party on a Saturday night, like you just get to come home and like, you have like a home to go to as opposed to like, you know, I split an apartment with like four roommates or three roommates or like, it's nice kind of just having your own space at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, that's like, it's a constant, like, that's the biggest difference is like Audrey and I did long distance for three ish years or so. And like, I'd come home from class every day and I'd be in an apartment or Audrey would do the same. Or even if like we were both living in Chicago over COVID, we'd get home at the end of the day and it wouldn't be like together like the biggest difference is like the constant is that like doesn't matter where we were all day at work out of town like at the end of the day like the constant is like we just get to come home to our spot and like that's the biggest difference for me and that's the part i probably most enjoy too so maybe answer two questions but they're i'd say one of the same uh, yeah i mean that's a well thought out answer and definitely something that maybe people don't think about too often but just to go back to I guess the beginning and a lot of our listeners probably don't know anything about either of you. And just to dive in more to how your relationship started, talk about the long distance a little more, like what's the background here? 
Um, that's a great question. We went to high school together um, and we're good friends in high school, but didn't start dating until after the summer after our freshman year in college. We were both like home for the summer, got together. Um, honestly, neither of us really thought it was going to be like a long-term thing. And then it kind of turned into a long-term thing. We went back to college and it was like what I like to call like short, long distance because it was like Philly, New York. So it was like a $10 bus ride versus like real long distance to me, right? It's like plane rides, but like we kind of fit in like both worlds where like we saw each other a lot. Um, but also, as Ari said before, like we kind of had our own lives throughout college, our own friends. Um, and it was kind of like jumping into the other person's life when we would visit each other and then kind of going back to your own life. For a weekend at a time, right? Like for, for 36 to 48 hours, it was like, like, all right, now I'm like, I'm at Penn or like Audrey's visiting New York, but it wasn't like, like I live in Philly. So like, you know, super comfort zone. And like Audrey lived in New York, so super comfort zone. And like, again, like back to your last question, like biggest difference, like, again, like it's like, it's no longer, you know, 48 hour blocks time or a week long period of time, right? It's, it's like every day. It, it's gotten to the point where like we each have like people in our friend group that like we're like maybe the point person, but we don't have so many friends like like quote unquote like couple friends or otherwise just like I don't know what you would call them like single friends it feels kind of rude just like non-couple friends that like only one of us has anything to do with the other it's like Audrey and I I would say are like both friends with you but like is Audrey going to be texting you like no it'll, it'll probably be me and you know there are plenty of people that Audrey has that with as well Gotcha. So just to dive into a deeper topic, I think that it's interesting because a, a big reason we're doing this episode is to talk about the concept of FERTA and we'll get there later. But it's just an interesting thing that on the Upper West Side and with Modid and all this dating stuff that we talk about a lot in the Mopod, it seems like a lot of people are in a rush to get married, right? And that's kind of this general idea on the Upper West Side. But is it really a rush to get married or is it people and I'm not accusing you of being in a rush to get married or anything like that I'm just saying that a lot of people think that other people are in a rush okay well we're not talking to your families on this episode so it's fine (laughs) and I don't know if you remember that we were on a podcast it's kind of quietly so yeah it's getting unfiltered all confessing here it's great gotcha so but a lot of it is that people might not be in a rush to get married but they might be in a rush to not be alone. And what I mean by that is that people see their friends getting married and they think, okay, like another one bites the dust. Or if they're friends with both of them, like another two bite the dust. And so they think, okay, how many people do I have left that I could actually rely on to hang out with, to talk about things with, to be with, or even to like, let's say live with, if you're looking for roommates. So it might not be a rush to actually get married, but it's a rush to not put yourself in that situation where you're the last one left, right? And so that's kind of the concept we're going to discuss here when we talk about the idea of FERTA. Would you would you like to define FERTA for us, Ari Karish? Uh, I can certainly do my best. I was trying to define it for Audrey uh, before we hopped on here. It's, uh, I would say, slang for the English, like, two-word combination for the, and that could be, like, for, it's, like, really more like for your, though. So it's, like, like if you're just, like, for your friends, like, 
like you're about just like you know just like being with other people or at least trying your best to and trying to make like yourself available to others even if like it's like not super convenient to you and it's like often i would say using like maybe a party sense or like a more it's not like a like an emotional sappy word it's like if you're further you're like you're down to go out you're down to have a good time like you could be further if you're married you could be further if you're dating you could be further if you're single like you could just be further if you're just going on a ton of dates like that's i would say pretty further that's like very about pumping the volume which you know is something you you know a thing or two about like further could manifest itself in many ways and as long as it's kind of like a, like a go get them attitude like why not like let's just go do it have a good time or try something new or, or do something different that's how i find further that's a great definition and we just got to give credit to josh deacon who really popularized the term with our friend group i would say and so kudos to him and the reason we're talking about further right now and just this idea of being for other people and being for situations, because obviously there's strength in numbers. And when a lot of people are hanging out, it's oftentimes or going out or doing exciting things. It's oftentimes more fun when everyone's passionate about it and everyone's into it. But a lot of people feel like married people. Once someone gets married, that's it. They're no longer furta. They're they're with their wife or husband, their spouse all the time. And it's hard for them to really leave that. And obviously you have these scenarios where it, it seems to me like bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, the they're able to go their separate ways. And that seems to be a pretty common thing. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit more, but just want to hear your thoughts. I mean, the reason we decided to do this podcast was because there was a scenario where there was an event that was being held, which was only for guys. And there were married people who were invited that felt very uncomfortable leaving their wives at the time, even though it was a very important event. And so I just want to hear on how you kind of deal with those situations where the event doesn't have to be only for guys or only for girls, just like an event where it doesn't necessarily make sense for the other one of you to come, if you could ever think of such an event. And you want to be able to go and you don't want to offend anyone, but you still think it makes sense for you to go alone. We'll, we'll kick this off to Audrey. Um, I think it's, it's an important question and it's one that like, you don't really think about until you're kind of faced with those scenarios. For example, um, Ari has these, like, I don't know if it's quarterly monthly or something where he like goes out to drinks with like two of his guy friends and it's like a random Tuesday night and it's like the whole night. Um, that's like one example. And then the second is he has a different group of guy friends where they always like go out to dinner and it's also like monthly, quarterly, whatever. So like, I remember when that like first came up, like he was like on Sunday, like, Hey, like I have this thing on Tuesday. So I was like, yeah, of course, like go ahead. And I think like that has kind of made me realize that during the week, if there's plans and there's like sufficient notice then either like as the wife, like I can make alternate plans or potentially like I can get a lot of extra work done that night. Um, where I think it gets a little bit more challenging is it's funny you brought up bachelor parties, but I think like weekends can be a little bit more difficult, right? Because when you're single, you're living with a bunch of roommates. So if one roommate leaves for the weekend, it's no big deal. But if you picture yourself, you're with three roommates and all three leave for the weekend. 
then you're there by yourself. So now all of a sudden you're like kind of scrambling for plans. So it's kind of more similar to that. Like you're married and your husband makes plans. And now it's like, what am I going to do on a Friday night? I kind of have to scramble and make plans to make sure that like, I'm not sitting around the apartment alone on a weekend on a time when like normally I'd be having fun and he's out having fun. Right. So like it can kind of put you in a tough spot. Like what if you can't come up with those plans, then it's like, I'm going to sit at home and, and read a book. It's a little bit more difficult. And bachelor, bachelorette parties, the thing with them is that like, we actually haven't like come to a scenario like this yet, but like you're leaving for the weekend. So then it's like the same thing where you're actually in the apartment by yourself, like overnight. Um, so it's not just plans for one night, but it's kind of plans two, three nights during the day. Um, so it kind of like shakes up your, your kind of day to day a little bit. So got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So how would you deal with the situation where let's say when it does happen and is it kind of a calculation of how close you are with that person? How do you, is it, do you feel like there's a scenario where if you were single, you would have gone to someone's bachelor bachelorette party, but because you're married now you won't go because there's a certain threshold that they now have to reach for for you in order to attend. No, I think that like we would still probably go if we're invited in general to most things. Um, It's interesting. You bring up a threshold, like it, it potentially could be, but I can't imagine that like, Ari or I would be invited to a bachelor or bachelorette party where we're not like really close to the person. And in the case where you're really close to the person, it's like clearly understood that like that's a priority. So you would go. Um, it's more just about like then just figuring out like what's kind of the game plan for the other person. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I agree. And I think another key difference between bachelor and bachelorette parties, like, yes, like Audrey mentioned, over a weekend if it's like a Saturday night, like there's, I would say like 0% chance I would or would want to just like make plans with like just some of my guy friends and like to the exclusion of Audrey. Whereas like during the week, like there's there's some nights where like Audrey's working late. So like, does it matter if I get home at nine or if I'm home at six? Like maybe not. Like, would it be like nice for me to be around? Like probably. But practically speaking, it's not much different. Whereas the weekend, like barring any crazy circumstance, like we're like all kind of around. And like that's everyone's, I would say like one day, whatever, one time a week where you could all be with, you know, as many, like you said, like there's strength in numbers. It's the one time you could be with as many of your friends as possible. And presumably that's a good thing. Where bachelor and bachelorette parties are different is that it's not a Thursday night text saying like, yo, what are you doing Saturday night? it's like a month in advance that it's planned or even if it's only a week, right? There's enough time to sort of like figure out how you can both make that weekend, like at the very least not miserable for the other person and hopefully just like be a totally fine weekend for the other. And that's kind of like, you know, that's like a key difference for me in terms of like how I have to think about things, not happy, but how I think about things where it's now if I make a plan like just for myself, I'm not just thinking like, all right, great. Like what time is it and where it's like the other pieces. Okay. And like, like, you know, not that I have to like run it by Audrey, make sure that's like, okay with her from like a rules perspective. Like, 
I don't want Audrey just like sitting at home alone being miserable. It's like, like now, like it's a, like a second, the, the second thought is like, you know, okay, first, like, where are we going and when? Let's have a great time. Secondly, like, like, all right, like, like we figure out something for you to do, like make plans, like go, like you have like enough notice, like, why don't you go make plans? Like maybe you haven't seen some of your friends in a little while, like go out to dinner, go get a drink, you know, have, like, go watch TV. And the one thing I would add to like the weekend plan things, which is different than the bachelor party thing, is that if someone invites you to an all guys or all girls event on a Friday or Saturday night, there's this feeling, at least on my end, and I think on Ari's end too, which is like, we're all friends here. Like at this point, like Ari and I have been together like four years. So we're very familiar with each other's friends, friend groups. So at this point, it kind of feels like not even just like, wait, what am I going to do with my time? But it's also like, hey, like I would actually have a really fun time if I actually was invited to this thing because it's my friends too at this point. So when one person is invited, it actually feels a little bit like your friend in high school that got left out you know, from the event. Gotcha. And it's interesting that I didn't really think about this before and we haven't touched upon this, but there's also an out-of-towner aspect here, right? Because you guys are from Chicago and you are living in New York now. In the scenario where you were from New York and there was a bachelor party or a bachelorette party, then the other one could really just go home. And that would be a super easy thing to do. So do you think it's less annoying for people that are living near their parents? Like, do you think that's something that should also be taken into account when let's say, I think everyone has a threshold, right? Like, I think that even if you don't see it being so practical, because hopefully you like your really good friends that like you the same amount and it's not like there are people that are going to invite you to their bachelor party that you would never consider to be good friends but there's obviously always that threshold that exists especially if let's say you're having a hard time finding plans for the other for the other person and things like that so do you think that it would be easier if you guys had a support system in new york i think I think the intuitive answer would be yes. I actually think it's kind of nice that that isn't an option because that could, at least in my mind, like maybe seep into like, like the rest of your life and not just like, like in desperate scenarios, like, like go home for the weekend. And like, I don't spend any time with my family as much as the next person truly, but like, the fact that we're here and living like, like truly like independent lives, like I think is an important like skill set and like something to like develop, especially as like, like a freshly or newly married couple, right? Where the fallback isn't just like, oh, I'll go back to mom and dad's. Like everything will be sorted for me. It's like very easy. Like not that it, like you should be making life hard for yourself, but I think it's, you know, Barring any like serious problem, like there's just like nothing to do this weekend, which like I would imagine is pretty rare. Like there's no one else around. I don't know cool what to do. I have nowhere to go. I'm just gonna be home for 25 straight hours in this like apartment reading my book. Like it's kind of nice having to like live independent from like your parents, especially as like a grown adult. Like we both did it over COVID, like Audrey for close to two years, like me for 10 months both of which are longer periods of time. And I'll speak for myself only. Like I really like 
being here in New York, despite being an out of towner, because it forces you to like figure out how to like live an adult life without the backstop of like, well, like don't worry, my parents are across the bridge in, in Jersey or you know out in Long Island, which is like still pretty close and like that fallback kind of like creep in other parts of your life when it might not be in your like overall best interest for like that to be the case. I think we might get some heat from New Yorkers. I don't think my mom listens to this podcast though, so I think we're, we're clear. Um, I think we're going to get hate for a lot of people for that, but that's fine. I actually would say the funny thing is that, like Ari said, that could be intuitive and it's a good question, but I have like two distinct examples in my mind of couples where they face the type of situation we're talking about, whether a bachelor party or just a weekend away for one, uh, one party in a marriage. And they were all four New Yorkers and it still was difficult for them to kind of work out because they didn't want to go home necessarily. Right. Like they want to spend the weekend with their friends, but now it's like, again, it's like, do they stay in the apartment alone? Do they go sleep at their friend's apartment and make plans with them that way? Like it, it kind of puts you into a spot where you have to kind of adjust and, and determine like, like what you want to do for that time, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I think that, that not everyone also uh, who's a New Yorker wants to be like, yeah, I'll just like go home for the weekend. Cause maybe you want to go home for the weekend with your spouse normally or, or something. I don't know. But like, I think a, a lot of times, you know, maybe you don't want to miss out on that upper West side Shabala, for example. So the reason you guys are here is because I I've thought that you guys have always been very good at the balance between friends and relationship. What do you think about this whole concept like have you noticed people that are bad at it like obviously don't drop any names or anything like that but do you guys know that you're good at it and do you notice people that are not good yeah let me pull my list i got a few names i mean look i like i don't know it's like a somewhat conscious decision that you know like rent on the upper west side is like really expensive so if you're choosing, if you're like able and choosing to live here married, especially if a lot of your friends aren't married, like part of what you're paying for in rent, like you're paying for the privilege of like being around all of your friends while everyone is mostly still in the same place. And like, that's a very conscious decision. And that makes us, I mean, for among other reasons, like, we don't want to feel like we're throwing money down the drain just to like sit in our apartment by ourselves every weekend when like we're like paying to live here. We're paying to be with all of our, our friends and it's a conscious decision to do that. And like, are there times when it's nice to just sit at home on a Saturday night and like watch a movie and like order takeout? Yeah. And like, that's the beauty of like, you're like, it's not that we have to balance it. In my mind, it's like, like we're able like we have the privilege that like we could just do both whenever we want to. And like, it doesn't have to feel like we're pressured one way or the other, because like a fallback plan is just like, well, why don't we stay in and slam pizza? Like that sounds pretty great. And like, if the first plan is like, why don't we go out with all of our friends? Like that sounds great too. And like, those are two in my, in my mind, like it's a conscious decision. And, like a key reason we're like in the city. Okay. Great answer. So we're going to get into our segments. We're actually doing a new segment here on the Mopod today. And the following segment is sponsored by Graphics by Italia. Get amazing graphic illustrations of family pictures, wedding photos, business promotions, and baby pictures. It makes a great gift for graduations, birthdays, bridal showers, Father's Day, and more. 
Go follow at Graphics by Talia on Instagram and mention the Mopod for $10 off your order for a custom illustration. All right. That was my first ad read on the Mopod. Sounds great. Uh, Thanks, Talia. Thank you. Uh, so this- While new- we're doing ads, actually, I was uh, given specific instructions to give one person a shout out. So if you don't mind, Elon Lavion, if you're listening, this is your shout out. I'm sure he is listening. But- <laughs> I, told him, I told him no free ads, but he, he didn't listen. He's not commercially minded. This is this his second shout out on the Mopod. I might have to cut it out. We'll see. Anyway, the cut that. The, the new segment is called "Let Me Paint You a Picture." So I asked a I asked the the two groups of connectors to give me any dating stories or just either funny or things they want advice with because this past Friday night. I was at a meal where we were reading articles from the Navigators. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's it's from like a newspaper, the the Five Towns Jewish Home. I don't know if they do it to other Jewish homes also, but people writing questions about like dating troubles they have and just trying to get responses. So trying to do a similar thing here, but just a scenario and going to see what you guys think about it. So reading a story. Let me paint you a picture. A girl who is coming from a more yeshivish background, but is dating more modern, has been suggested a guy a few times and decides to finally give him a shot. They go on the first date, and even though he was a little bit spacey and all over the place, she had a fine time. The date was good enough for her to accept the second date. After she received the offer for the second date, she said yes and then did not hear from the guy for a week. Her mom then came to her and told her that the person who had set up this date came to this girl's mom and told the mom that this boy was confused because the girl had been unclear in her response about the date. This really bothered the girl because the girl believed that she accepted the date. And I've actually seen screenshots of the text. She definitely accepted the date. And and she and the girl did not like this whole intermediary thing. Like she didn't like the fact she was hearing from her mom, who was hearing from a shotgun, who was hearing from the guy. Right after this girl told her mom, who told the matchmaker about the situation, the guy immediately texted her. So like once he was given this clearance that she had accepted the date, he texted her right away. The girl's no longer interested in going on a date with the guy because of all this extra theatrical stuff that went on and all these intermediary people that she felt were unnecessary and just pretty cringeworthy throughout the process. However, some people around her are saying that she should go on the date because she already agreed to it. What are your thoughts? Definitely she should go on the date because she already agreed to it. I think also you have to give people like the benefit of doubt because like the whole dating process and the whole like texting and calling and bringing in a shotgun taking out a shotgun like I think like the rules are very opaque so it's very easy to mess things up um or be clumsy or misunderstand from a text or like who texts first like if someone accepts the date like do you like how long to till you respond all of those quote-unquote rules I think are maybe come easier to some people and come a little bit harder to other people. Um, I think it's possible that that would be a sign maybe that they're not a good fit, but like you wouldn't know that before going on at least a second date, I would say, because I would say at least 50% of the time, like that's not indicative of anything. That's my perspective. Mr. Karish, do you have an answer? Yeah. It's a good thing I'll try to answer first. I'm a much harsher judger of people and hold grudges for far longer. So my initial reaction was like, no, don't go on the date. Your parents didn't like them. Didn't like them. You weren't super into them to begin with. Like, whatever. Like, on to the next one. But, like, Audrey's right. Like, a second date, it's, it's, 
can't imagine it's ever killed anyone. And like, you're right, those, these rules are like confusing and different people have different comfort levels. So like the good person move, like maybe like the right thing to do is like go on a second date. Like maybe this guy will surprise you. Like maybe you won't. Like maybe it's like just as bad as you thought. And like, then you were right. Like congratulations. Like here's a cookie. Like go on your next date two weeks later when, when, when there's another person in the but yeah no i think it's a good thing you didn't ask me that question first because audrey had a much better answer that's far more appropriate and i would actually agree with this probably the way i also think that like especially if we're talking about the modern orthodox circles it's even more difficult because if you're talking about someone a little bit on the former side maybe they bring in a shotgun maybe it's a friend that's kind of acting as a shotgun and there's like with a shotgun there's like very strict rules it's like they're the communicator until maybe the third date, something like that. But when you have a friend set you up, but you're on the firmer side of modern Orthodox, is that friend the go-between for the first two dates or should you be texting them yourself? And I think there's some combination of both. So I just, I think that that particular situation can be difficult. So I actually disagree with Audrey and I, I actually disagree for kind of the same reasons you gave, which were that the rules are very confusing. And if you just think about this from kind of just a normal person perspective, and obviously you guys are just hearing a little bit of background as are all our listeners, but like I saw the screenshot, I saw this girl said yes to the date, and then she doesn't hear back from this guy for a week and then hears from her mom, who I doubt she even wanted to be involved in the process to begin with, from what I understood. And like, yeah, I I mean, I'm very into commitment. And when people say they're going to do something, I like when they do it. And that's why I'm, I'm going back and forth here but ultimately like yeah it's just a date but i and the mopod which is my thoughts and opinions believe that like it's never just giving it a shot like there's emotional energy there's time there's also sometimes maybe that second date will take away some energy that she could have given into this new date and maybe she'll say no to someone who would have been really great because she lost energy from that first date and so i think that the rules would probably state that she should go on the date because she already said yes and things like that. And I'm saying, you know, this guy acted strangely and the in-between time of the dates is still part of the dating process. And if you're not upholding the classic, whatever normal behavior is during that time, then I don't think you need to go on the date after you agree to it because he's not upholding normal standards. Anyway, we could let people vote on that and just see what people think. But there's definitely, it's a lot of gray area and it's an interesting scenario. Moving on to the Mopod lightning round. I hope you guys know how this works. Just answer as quickly as possible. If you were to live in Florida, where would you live? Marco Island. Marco Island's pretty sweet too. Marco Island's on the west side of Florida, like near Naples. Pretty sweet. Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite Chicago athlete of all time that isn't Michael Jordan? Derek Rose. I'm not holding in Chicago athletes, so uh, give me okay. one second. Why not? Where are you from? I'm from Indianapolis originally, so I'm a an Indianapolis sports. Do you fan have an Do you have an first. Indianapolis a favorite Indianapolis athlete? Does, does, does it have to be not Peyton Manning? No, it, <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be Peyton Manning. Yeah, it'd be Peyton Manning, followed by Marvin Harrison. Okay, then yeah. maybe Reggie Wayne. Who would your ideal Mopod guest be to listen to?
I know this is rapid fire. I don't know. You've had some really good guests already, like people I consider friends, but also people who care about the things that you talk about. Uh, particularly, I like your first two. Maybe a little rough around the edges, but Solomon Rapport and Lauren Sorcerer, I think we're very good guests. I would, lo- I would love to hear them come back on. Maybe, maybe together. Maybe that would be a great podcast, <laughs> just the all-time podcast. I think Rena Jacobs should come on. I think she would have a lot of insight to provide. It would be really interesting. Okay, if you could change the price of any food to $1, what food item would it be? Uh, Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Kosher pizza. Mm, that's a way better answer. Okay, what is, uh, I mean, those were both like pretty inexpensive items. Like you could have chosen literally anything. Anyway, what's your favorite restaurant in New York City? Well, I'm playing, well, I'm pushing back on that. <laughs> like, those are just the things we eat the most often. That's true. Like, I don't yeah, but you got our steak all the time. Yeah, so but there's an equation, but you, you could eat an $80 steak all the time if you made it a dollar. Anyway, what's your favorite restaurant in New York City? Abaita. My favorite restaurant in the entire world. No, I do. Eh? <laughs> I don't think that's how you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said it on purpose. It's a, it's a, apparently that's the way you're supposed to pronounce it in Italian, but New Yorkers say not. So we've gotten into like a little bit of a disagreement with people. So try to, try to adopt. All right. Um, their language. Would you rather have would you rather have a doorman or in unit laundry? In unit laundry. Doorman. But I also don't do laundry, so I guess doorman. All right. Thank you, Audrey and Ari Cash, for coming on the Mopod. Anything else you want to listen to know before we sign off? Uh it's Mother's Day, so I just want to wish a happy Mother's Day to my mom and Audrey's mom and and all the moms out there. And wanna say a special thank you to, to our our gracious host evan harris for uh finally getting on this steam podcast we're very happy to be your guest all right thank you guys and happy mother's day to my mom as well pump the volume